so now we we can see clearly now is there like more spiders is they all nope you're you've you have cleared the area this was uh, your encounter and it's burned out it's not out of control yeah it's like it went super fast like the 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 webs caught and fizzled before they could right. go cool. to like trees and Perfect. stuff that's that's good that's that's a win-win-win <laughs> Sure. Back to overland travel. <laughs> so yeah, you cleared the area, and does you anybody can have a towel? Use the tent cloth. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, do we even? Yeah, do we even have a towel as travelers? That's. Uh, I was hoping. Do, I mean, we, well, we could use. If our... Alfred had a towel, he probably wouldn't share it. That's reasonable. I mean, you could just shake Fine. off the. Uh, it's nothing well personal. Wearing... It's just everybody. Don't we all have like sun capes? Can't you just like shake that off and use that to wipe yourself <laughs> down or something? Maybe I'll find a little clearing that still has like dew on the grass and just like basically use it as like a little mini bath. Just wipe it all off. Totoro size leaves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. I I am D Spider gunked. Except for a little piece <laughs> in my hair still. Where it landed on you. Maybe yeah. Pico can take care of that. Nah, I'm not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some spider gore on his head, too. It's probably Gross. spider gore all over his body. <laughs> oh, yeah. You washed you off with your, your leaves and stuff. Yeah. So you guys will end up uh, finishing up your day of travel as the sun is starting to go down. It's getting cooler. The mist has receded out of this clearing and you can uh find a place to camp for the night and who does usually does your camp checks i can't remember uh normally i do just because of meta numbers <laughs> yeah sure, sure, sure. Sense. yeah so uh, uh pico i guess <coughs> take it away someone can help also i get a plus one all right that is a total of eight uh-oh, uh-oh. probably a difficult place to set up a camp Yep. There's lots Seven. of brush around. Your total is still eight, I believe. <laughs> All right. It was a harrowing day. It truly <laughs> was. Pico, where do you set camp up? Because your not completely successful camp check means you only will recover two HP and MP. Hmm. This is going to be see. a hard day for you guys the next day. So how are there clearings at all in this place? Because if there's not, it's pretty much just make camp on the road or whatever is a road. I think, you know, as you're going through the forest, the sun is starting to get, you know, sunset is happening and you're looking for what could be a good place. You can find like an area that has a bunch of ferns and it's like kind of like an outcrop grow, like a little just offshoot from the road. Right, because almost nothing grows under pines. Yeah, no, it's all just, but this is pokey, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's pine cones, there's sticks, there's rocks. It's like the you guys would have to find, yep, that shed find a place that would be good for you to set up. So it could take you time just to clear off a patch mm-hmm. between I the four leaves. of you or whoever helped you. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could do that. And you laughed at my leaves. There's so many uses. I know. So maybe there's so much crap that it takes so long to put the camp together that there's just less time to sleep. Yeah. Yep. I also have a thing where I can make basically make you sleep like a bat. I can hang you off of a tree 
Um, and it <laughs> grants you a plus one bonus to the next day's condition. Wow. Oh! That sounds fun. But it can only be used if there is if there's something for a cocoon to hang from, but we're in a forest, so I would assume oh. a tree would count. There's there's mm. everywhere you could hang a cocoon from. Are you gonna cocoon people? I can Ooh. Cocoon people. That might be and the best way to do this. It is four MP, so I can do this all. If you do that, like I will say you succeed at your camp check. And then you recover all your MP, so mm -hmm. that, that's a win-win-win. Okay. Well, another one. Another win-win-win. Win-win-win-win. <laughs> okay, let me try not to fail. <laughs> oh. And that that was in spirit? Yes. I think that's what Chris said. Yeah, in spirit. Do I need to do it four times for each of us? I'm not going to make you do that. Okay. Unless it sucks. 16? Okay. Ooh. Yeah. That, sounds great. That sounds like not that sounds like not a failure to me. Oh gosh, what does this look like? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, so we all have little um cocoons hanging from trees. Cocoon like sleeping bag maintains a constant temperature. Oh. That's pretty much it. Duration twelve hours. We can get a nice sleep. Nice. Okay, so like I like imagine like Ulfred sticks like seals on everybody's head and it just like zips you eyes up, <laughs> sure. attaches to a branch, pulls you up. <laughs> you guys are all cocooned. This is kind of a weird crossover from uh, Tales from Mox Ferry with Chris's yeah. character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with it though. It's this really is... weird, but at least we're not sleeping on pine cones. I appreciate that. Please find me a big tree though. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you stand under a big, big old oak or old sequoia or something, so that we, it, we, get, it, we get a shot that's over the, the trees. The only hardwood in the forest. <laughs> we get a shot that's over the trees, and as the cocoons take place, you just see like a tree bend over, <laughs> like it starts to bend, <laughs> slightly <laughs> bending down to the ground, like like a fishing pole that's like just you know fighting against the fish that's pulling down. <laughs> uh. Okay. All right, so you guys will get your HP is doubled and all your MP is recovered for sleeping. Sweet. And you have a cozy night in Cocoon Town. <laughs> wow. Okay, I hope there's cool. no spiders in these trees. We're no. practically packaged just for them. Musashi mutters <laughs> as he falls asleep. <laughs> just too... Has a scary nice. thought, has a scary thought, says it out loud, and then falls asleep. <laughs> Just like whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so 12 hours will pass, or whenever Ulfra decides to let the magic go in the morning, and uh, you wake up, it is, the mist has dissipated. It's still summer, so it's still very, very humid, but there is no um, fog anymore. And you guys will do your condition check. And you get a plus one. I keep forgetting that I have a bonus for condition checks. So when I did my last condition check, I actually got a three. But oh, whoops! So now I get a plus two. But I think I think if you still fumble and roll snake eyes, I think that's why you got the yeah. the the status. Which did everybody take a point for his fumble? Oh no, I did. No, not. no, I did not. I did. Oh, I remembered. <laughs> I got a fifteen. Oh yeah, you're 
I'm still at a four, even with the bonus. Seven. Doing better. Oh, thank fucking God. <laughs> I, got a tw- I got 12 total. Nice. You get to pick one <laughs> stat to increase for the day. Uh... So he feels great after his nightmares, but everybody else is <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> yep. Poor Pico. That cocoon may have actually been the best sleep I've ever had. Because <laughs> it's like, they don't make beds big enough for me. And it's more comfortable than being on the ground. It's like so it's swaddling. Like, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just tucked in there with my little baby blanket. I should cast like a benediction or something. I forget sometimes that I have the like reagent uh, who can do stuff. Yeah, so there's like a little fox that peeps out behind a tree and is looking at the four of you uh, <laughs> chugging off your cocoons. It watching you guys funny all if he wake came up. up and like chewed at the end of one of the cocoons somebody just falls down and then pulled pico yeah (laughs) it runs over to pico's grabs it yanks it pico falls down right into a pine cone of course that's why your condition's four (laughs) it's probably really hard to get out of those cocoons yeah our reagent is my condition's good and i raised my strength for today i imagine musashi like through his trials in the forest he has become stronger and emerges from the cocoon, a new dog, and he just bursts <laughs> from it like, yeah. He's got butterfly wings. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, you guys didn't even eat. Did you uh, do your rations? I subtracted them. Yeah. Okay, good. So good. We're, d- we're down to 20. It is a new day. You are, most of you are well rested, and it is time to travel on further into the forest. What will this day be like? It's not raining or misty or anything, but it's still the deep forest, which is a 10, which is a level three terrain. So we're doing the travel check? Yes, travel check. Sorry. Um, 13. Oh, shit. Nice. I failed. Uh-oh. Seven. Oh, no. We're all, we're all doing opposite now. And you guys are all adding whatever bonuses that you mm-hmm. potentially could have. Okay, cool. So I said I got an 18, so... Oh, my God. Yeah. Musashi did good this time. For once. <laughs> For once. Again, another day of travel. But this time, it is Ulfred and Francis. Your HP is halved. I'm going from 35 HP to... I lose 18 health, so yeah, 17. <sighs> Right, so what does this look like for Francis traveling now this second day? Emotionally, I feel really good. Like, <laughs> today was shaping up to be a really good day. But I think when the cocoon dissipated, it didn't lower me down. I just straight up, like, fell, like, 20 feet onto my back. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> He's got, like, a little concussion. And his spine is just a little shattered. Just a little. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. So yeah, he's walking, and he's like half propped up by the chocobo. He's like leaning on it while he's walking, but uh, he he's okay. Poor chocobo. How is yeah. the chocobo doing? It's it's back is shattered a little. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> just a little. And then Ulfred, uh, there's just so many bugs here, <laughs> and I think he's it's like starting to wear him down mentally. Like he's looking for movement everywhere. So when you say it like that, it's like 
I kind of know how that feels because it's like when you know that there's bugs around, you kind of get paranoid too about it. Yeah. And it's like really exhausting mentally. Yeah. Yes. It's feeling itchy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You feel like there might be. A leaf brushes you and you're like. (gasps) Yeah. (gasps) (gasps) And if it's still misty after dealing with the spider webs, it's like, is that mist mist or is it spider web? Mm -hmm. I don't think he minds the spiders as much. But still the the thought there's of lots Oscarton of lingers yeah. who knows mm-hmm. what else is out there mm-hmm. like i imagine like uh you walk through an area and it's just like a bunch of tiny little gnats just oh. all like those clouds of gnats oh. and you're like, oh, oh. yep i know exactly what you're talking about and it kills me because i'm like what are they all just doing there right. <laughs> it's like why uh, are they li- flying around right here yep and then like sometimes like like a grasshoppers or or oh. locusts will just like just propel themselves at you and you're like no <laughs> no what are you doing sometimes winning a game isn't about dealing the most damage or drawing the most cards or making any measurable contribution towards victory but hey just because you don't have the stats doesn't mean you're not a f-ing gamer god all right Enter the Intangibles, a podcast on the Geekspective Network, where me, Kenny, and my brother Matt break down all the things that are hard to quantify in games. All kinds of games. We're talking classics like Sonic's the Hedgehogs, and Chess, and 3D Pinball Space Cadet. Great game, by the way. We're talking new releases like... Insert latest trending games on Twitch here. Single player, co-op, competitive, card games, board games, role-playing games, play-by-mail games, The Wakes. We do deep dives into our favorite games, digging into the intangibles that make them great and the intangibles that will make you a better player and, hey, maybe even a better person. Check out the intangibles on whatever the heck platform you're listening to right now. Let's go with Musashi first. What's traveling for you like today? Uh, Pretty good. Musashi feels, um, I don't know what it was about that cocoon or if it's just his... uh, him getting a Zenkai boost like a suit, like a Saiyan of some sort, S- suffer some damage for one day, but you come back stronger the next. But he's like, he's very gung ho, taking charge, has his um, being a little smart about moving forward, using his uh, sword as kind of a walking stick to make sure that he doesn't walk into any spider webs or anything like that. And he's just. I don't know what it is about today, but he's just plowing forward. Nothing, nothing tripping him up. You know, I don't know. Today's a different day. Yeah. Good day. So for Pico, you also succeeded, correct? Yeah. So my condition is still pretty low. So like, I don't think Pico's feeling great, but the cocoon sleep is probably really, I mean, it, it was really restful. So I think, that's enough to kind of get him back to his senses in terms of his dexterity. So he's dodging those pine cones instead of smashing him with his face. He's probably not tripping anywhere. He's dodging uh, branches and stuff like that. So not quite feeling great, but able to move through okay. And then you are mapping. So if you wouldn't mind yes. giving me your direction check right now too. And this is the same terrain as last time? Yeah, uh, 10. There's no okay. mist. There's no fog. Because uh, I do get a plus one because um, if you fail with direction check, you get a plus one on the next direction check that okay. has the same type of terrain. Yeah, it's the same type of terrain. Okay. The weather is not the same, though. Just the terrain. 
And people can't help me. And I just read that um, as long as you beat five or above, the plus one happens. I forget really? that part a lot. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was the same, but... That kind of makes sense, I guess, because it's like, it's easier to get the bonus mm-hmm. than having two players who have to make the actual check. Mm. I think in like D&D, it's like, or the old D&D, 3.5, you had to beat like a 10. Mm. Yeah, this one's five. Seven to eight. There you go. Oh, sweet. Okay. So this will be intent plus two. And that is a 10 total. You succeed. <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. Just barely. Just yeah, barely. so just to FYI, you did succeed last time in aiding Pico, but he had rolled an eight, and he that would have only got him to nine. So that's why it didn't uh, work the last time that you got into spider, spider, baby spider buffet. So you guys succeed, and Pico, as you are leading the group through the the terrain, the forest, you actually come across a clearing. There's a clearing in here uh, again. And when you enter into it, Pico, you can see that there is stuff growing in a certain way that is actually forming a some sort of not a nature-made um, shape. Hmm. So something is growing on top of... of something can i take a closer look at it yeah sure distance? from a distance yeah so <laughs> use uh perception okay that's int spirit i believe uh that is a 10 i'll say what happens you're staring at this intently with your cat eyes crouch down looking in the clearing maybe like hand back like not letting people walk forward and you'll see that there is some ivy and, and growth and fern on this area. And a breeze comes by and flutters it. And you can see for a brief moment, there's like a rock, a stone. These are like, I don't know, two feet high, one foot. You know, there's varying s- shapes underneath this growth. But it looks like stone. Hmm. Okay. Like headstones? I can neither confirm nor (laughs) deny what that is until you get closer to look at it. Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) It doesn't seem to be dangerous, but who knows? Pico doesn't know that, so he's going to walk forward and kind of get a closer look at uh, what's underneath the ivy. Yeah, Francis, Musashi, Alfred, any reaction as Pico walks forward? I feel like I feel like he's got it under control. I mean, I was actually going to say the Pico's hesitant. Musashi's just going to walk up to them and clear them off to see what's <laughs> underneath. All right, so Pico goes forward, and Pico, you start to pull off the. What I start to do is I get my stick out, I make it extend, and I kind of poke at the ivy from a distance, just because Pico's kind of skitterish. Uh yeah. So as you start to move it aside, they are like little statues and so they look like little dragons sitting up on their hind legs holding like uh one that you uncovered to begin with is holding like a tablet in its like paw uh in its hands Mm, android or apple (laughs) a stone tablet (laughs) 
Sorry, I couldn't resist. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go over it. Gotta be games on here. Yeah, he's playing Bejeweled. <laughs> he's playing. <laughs> uh, so there's a tablet uh, in its hands. And if you clear off like another one, there, there's nothing in its hand. It just kind of has its hands outright. And if you clear off another one, it's kind of like actually broken. So like its head's missing and it's on the ground next to it. Mm-hmm. It's also holding like a tablet. There are four figures total mm-hmm. in varying stages of disrepair and and, and crushedness. Do these tablets say anything? So yeah, Masashi, you look at it and it's kind of weathered away. So like what writing was on it doesn't look completely legible. And also like the parts that look legible to... Musashi, I'm not sure if you would know the language. Uh, could you, my intelligence you... is four. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, could you roll me maybe a knowledge? I could roll you my um, <clears throat> my, my refined education. Yes, there you go. Use your refined education. Int, int. Yes, I'll roll my refined education. No detailed information about things seen or heard. <laughs> Just for comical reasons, I'll go ahead and roll that. And I roll the five. These are words. Ah, this is a language. May I roll knowledge of tradition? Yes, you. Yes, yes. This is rock, indeed. I, I know this for fact. Twelve. Yeah, so when Ulfred comes over now and looks at it, Alfred, you know that the language that is on these tablets looks to be like an elvish language, fey, fey words. As you're brushing away maybe parts of it, you also see there's a symbol on the tablet at the bottom, uh, like basically like, like the end of whatever it's supposed to be saying. And there is this symbol of an Ouroboros of a dragon eating a dragon eating a dragon eating a dragon mm-hmm. I like that the note takers are very intently taking notes right now <laughs> you said a, you said a dragon eating a dragon eating a dragon yeah four dragons did we see that in the Rhapsody Roads when we were in there I know they previously we they have existed in some buildings in Book of Spring, but I'm trying to remember if we saw that in this campaign or not. I don't think we have. I don't think this is your guys' first encounter with it in this campaign. Hmm. But theoretically, Ulfred probably would have seen it in a book or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, if Ulfred is a knowledge seeker journal person, yes, like, you have seen this symbol before, and it's definitely related to the land of loam like loams like you you see this as huh creation story this is tied to some creation myths if these were tombstone like headstones he probably doesn't know what that is he also has no idea what the symbol is so he's probably looking for bugs to eat <laughs> just rooting around the forest do you want to see if you find anything as you're rooting around yeah yeah okay. i'll make a i'll make a rummage it's a dex int does he know the concept of dragons uh probably not huh 
you don't have a lot of time to talk about dragons when you're running from wolves all the day no, as a pig. True. Sorry. Would your uh, your pig deity know anything about dragons? Oh, I'm sure, hundred percent. But I don't think Francis cares enough to to, to <laughs> consult <laughs> Golden Bursty. He's busy. Uh, I got a five. Oh, uh, yeah. You find some good grubs. Good grubs for eating. Yeah, you guys are you. The the main characters of the party are looking at this and. Uh, really contemplating it and just in the background shot is just <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like dirt flying as uh, <laughs> and francis sticks his head up and there's just like worms like a worm half out of it it looks or like one of those grubs from like the lion king that pumbaa eats when pico was hesitant he was you know he's always thinking things are traps so now that <laughs> nothing seems to be you know dangerous right now he wants to take a closer look and see if there's anything mechanical about these statues. He's very okay. curious about it. Sure. Like, do things fit into other things? Does anything move? Mm-hmm. Does anything seem to be connected under the ground? Stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Give me, I think that's perception, like sensing mm-hmm. like hidden things. Yeah, and then I'm going to do a concentrate on that too. That's a 17 total. Damn. Ooh, dang. This is where I'm going to open it up for world building to the four of you, because I think this will be fun for all of us to to kind of to build together. So I'm thinking, and this is out of character, and so please try not to, to meta it too much with your characters, but these four dragons uh, that you're seeing here are the creatures of, of, of myth of this world, right? And I'm interested in your ideas of like what these things are for, right? Like, why is this in the forest? Why would this be set up here? Is there evidence of like old homesteads nearby? Like, was this a place people were or is maybe the place special and that's why the statues are here? It could, I mean, yeah, I was thinking this could be like an old settlement, like maybe like elves, like like actual elves or something they lived in the forest as like part of the trees and then they made this shrine that they would worship at i was just thinking about since these things were four dragons and they have tablets that have writing on them i was thinking that maybe not necessarily like the not not saying that this is specifically what they're there for but i was thinking about skyrim and how there's the dragon tablet things were essentially just like landmark things that contain lore specifically about these mythical beings but it's like it's just like this old thing that's stood the test of time even though some of them are in like different states of damage and whatnot but it's just like they have information on them that's old and worn and it probably tells an important tale or something and had some significance to a particular, from what I understand, Elven was what was written on it. Yep. yep. So some Elven tribe that was more in tune with these four uh, dragon type cre- or dragon creatures of myth, and mm-hmm. it probably had some. It probably had some important information regarding rituals that they deemed necessary for 
paying tribute of some kind, yep. maybe some gotcha. uh, some other practices or something that they had to do for some reason. That's my idea. I don't, you know, if everyone wants to spitball more, or I, I that's just me shooting, sh- shooting my own theory, whatever. I yeah, I like it. I like that. It's kind of what I had in mind too. It's like I think this was set up by. I think, Ulford, as you start to look around this area a little bit more, you could probably see, like, remnants of, like, a clay pot or two or potentially some really old jewelry. Like, I'll I'll just give that to you. Uh, Like, you find evidence that there were people here at some point in time. Like, you know, Francis looks up to the trees and maybe you can see, like, where the branches kind of grew together in a, a way that doesn't look... 100% 100% natural like other trees around and it's kind of like building like a loft area and you could see maybe like the tattered remains of of some um I don't know woven mat or something so these people actually lived here and it wasn't just like a pilgrimage thing yeah seems like it like when you describe that I also like to imagine that if you take a closer look at like area around you realize that like some of the structures that they lived in had been overgrown and fused with the, the surrounding area. It's like one of those things where it's like as the scene lifts and you kind of get a, a zoomed out shot, you realize that there's like there is more like, yeah, there was like houses here and stuff. It's just that they're taken over by trees and whatnot. Yep. or something like that yep. which, cool. like 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 it's ancient. Like you just you're there and you just feel that this place is ancient, you know? Mm hmm. So I I kind of like the idea, Kristen got me thinking about it, that it's like, maybe there's a bunch of spots like this around the continent, and like it was like a rite of passage that like you would go and travel to them, and that was like the original travel journey. Oh, wow. You would go to these like major religious hotspots. Maybe all have different information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd get the full story. Oh, that's end. cool. Yeah. And they I have like that too. Caretakers for the, each each set. That's nice. So there would probably be like an ancient village at like each of them, like just guarding it and letting you like resupply to go to the next one and cool. stuff. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been enjoying Shapeshift, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show out. Shapeshift is a part of the Geek Spectre Network, where I host and co-host a lot of other cool shows. You can get information about the Geek Spectre shows by either following the Geek Spectre Twitter, that's at Geek Spectre, or going to the website at geekspective.com. This episode was edited by Rudy Basso. You can find him on Twitter at Rudy Basso. That's R-U-D-Y-B-A-S-S-O. Thanks, Rudy.